Thank you for tuning into the Healthy Hustle podcast. We are so excited for you to listen to our interview with Rebecca Love, a writer, professional organizer, and a doctoral student studying for her PhD in social psychology at the Graduate Center in New York. She infuses research, personal narrative, and an affinity for Black women's overall well-being, including her own, into Organize for Love, her home organization and wellness brand. When she's not writing an email on productivity, she's finding new ways to make her home more cozy and comfy. Here's our conversation with Rebecca about her journey creating a passion-based business and her advice on eliminating physical, emotional, and mental clutter. You are listening to the Healthy Hustle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for people who want to thrive and hustle in a healthy way. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Caro. Going back to where going okay. back to our initial <laughs> route. Um, so I personally found you on Instagram. I found you on a particular post with the Hot Girl Summer to do list, yes. which I loved. Thank I still you. use it to this day, summer or oh, not. Yay. <laughs> um, and I was just wondering what made you to decide that particular piece, um, but also to share it with social media. Mm. So. I, it's so funny you ask me this because I actually have. So I'm a black woman. Yes. I'm trained in black womanism. Um, and I'm also like trained in like research. So I observe, I study, I listen, I collect information, but I use all of that and I apply it. Okay. Right. And so I listen to understand and I implement all of those things like into my business. I'm putting my ears to the ground, listening to black women. What do they want and how could I help? And so I'm always have a keen eye and paying attention to what black women are talking about, what they're listening to, what they're doing. And so I started to see that. And I've had already, um, I'm already clear on what I can bring to the table. And so for me, when I see Hot Girl Summer um, being circulated on the internet, I said, oh, let me make a list. Because I had already been making lists and I had already figured out that my audience loves lists. And because I was really well connected to black women, because I'm connected to myself as a black woman, but I'm also really listening deeply to black women. And so the title came together but also everything on the list was something that i listened to so it wasn't um i didn't just throw things on there i was like things that i understood so a lot of um so my audience loves to travel and they're traveling more and more and so i thought it'd be cool to add planning a girl's trip yeah because they're traveling and so again these are things that i've come I'm able to put together because I'm listening I'm asking questions and I'm implementing solutions and so that's kind of how I came up with the hot girl summer <laughs> and it worked <laughs> yeah um, I I didn't know it was I didn't know that was gonna happen but that was that that's kind of like the best surprises when you're not really thinking yeah something's good I knew it was gonna be great I didn't think it was gonna be that great Okay, so on the same realm of social media and Instagram, Carol was the one that actually she commented that she loved your theme, your yeah. whole Instagram oh, 
was like, how did and she, she wanted get it? to know. <laughs> and also I do because I'm obsessed with organization and just keeping everything cohesive. How do you keep your Instagram like that? Because I feel it's more it's like a natural theme. It's not kind of like the fake, you know, the fake theme where people are trying a bit too hard with the same filter. Like it's you don't very do that. forced. Yours is more oh, natural. Yours just like this is so validating. <laughs> Y'all have wow. One because I have been on a search for a filter to use and I have been beating myself up because I'm like, oh, I wish my page was a little more cohesive, like the pages with the filters. And I've been trying to like, oh, I want to create my own content. So I have more cohesive photos. So the fact that y'all are saying this, I'm going to throw all of those out the window. I'm going to throw them out. I was um, like, there's no filter, and it still matches. It still what is looks beautiful. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm marveled. Like, I'm just Thank shook. You so much. Like, oh my god. So, so I'm, I'm no filters for me. It's not necessary. Y'all yeah, it's really not. That. Thank you so much because I thought I needed that. So no. Um, so your, sorry, I was just. No, no, I want to no, still go in. <laughs> it just makes your feed look more real, more. Like you're not just a normal person who is interested in organized for love, and you can too. I feel like that's what yeah. your page like communicates. It seem forced because I remember exactly. I look at some people's pages and their filter, just like the way every photo is with that one filter, and it's like, you know, that filter didn't really go with the coloring in that photo, but you still yeah, threw but it you on still there. For, like you still made you made it. I just love it. Wow, thank y'all so much. Wow, this is. <laughs> Thank you. No, I really, again, I'm being transparent on my own thoughts. So the fact that y'all are saying this, so again, I listen. So no more, no filters. Um, one thing that I did um, when I started my Instagram page, I really wanted, I was really intentional about how I wanted it to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would ask myself, like, how do I want people to feel um, when they come to the page? So I wrote, you know, some keywords. Um, so the five keywords are minimal, uh, creative, timeless um and there's another word i can't remember the other word but those are so i have these five keywords and so when i first started my instagram page it was important for everything that i posted to match those words hey ozi here we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far we want us to take a little time to share with you anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum of listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. In fact, we use Anchor to share our podcast and love the convenience of it. We can get all our stats to help us better improve our podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, so that was earlier. And then I just used the three colors that I liked. And as I um, moved on with developing my brand image, I was working with a graphic designer shortly. And we were we wanted to pick the specific colors that I was going to use. And so... <laughs> We were going through the different colors. So I love pink, but we Mm -hmm. were trying to decide on the right pink. And so at the time when I first started my Instagram, I was using like like a blush pink with 
um like a teal green which i okay. love that combo <laughs> but we we were like in a coffee shop and we were joking and we were saying like those two colors make us think of you you all know the blog the everything girl yeah yeah i do <laughs> so we were saying how like those colors like the 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 kind of like the peach oh yeah the it does like, and it was so funny because literally a white woman walked by in peach and teal and it was just really funny so <laughs> through that we were just trying to figure out like what's the right color what's the right colors for my page and so we arrived at mauve pink which I is more mauve. like i i think of that as like just like a grown woman pink just like it's like a it's like a dark blush and so that color choice was validated because I started to see women with, um, and you, you're going to start seeing this now that I mention it, Ooh. women with um, mauve pink velvet couches in their home. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is, okay, this is a good color. Because again, it matches with my audience. Um, then there was, I was, we were like, okay, let's use a yellow. And then why yellow? You know, because it inspires happiness and joy and I wanted to choose the right yellow. And so we arrived at mustard yellow because that's a color that just looks really, 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 really good on brown skin. So mm. that was just like, that's it. And it goes really well with moth pink. And then there was, um, we landed on um, like a forest green to kind of put it all together. Yeah. And to offer that groundingness because we're talking about home. And we're talking about not only home organization, but feeling safe. And so that's something really important to me within my brand, um, within my message to feel safe, comfortable, grounded. And so like adding the adding like a darker green um, was something that brought it all together. So first it was the five words, all of the imagery and the things I post have to match, but then it was the colors. Now we're bringing in these colors. So a lot of my feed is there's a lot of elements that's super intentional um and super strategic and really well thought out and um because all of those things are consistent then i'm able to have fun with other things so it's not the same so it's like as long as they match these five words and as long as they're within this color scheme then um then i can pretty much post whatever and then sometimes i go out of it but i think that's what brings it all together is those um those main elements and i actually started to change my wardrobe as you can see i'm wearing a dark green yes yes <laughs> so cute <laughs> but it's I, know, funny I, saw, because... I was like that's such a cute turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> thank you h and h and m but it's funny because it was important to choose colors that i love so i absolutely love yellow and i absolutely love pink so that makes it that much easier because it's like oh i have an excuse to buy these things so yeah. yes thank you for so just giving you a little background on like the thought that goes into my instagram feed some secrets not well they're really not secrets but they seem like methods. secrets yeah they did thank <laughs> you like, what there's words i need to use yeah that's the whole process <laughs> well that was just something that um i thought was important for me to do um and i thought it was it would be helpful and I'm always thinking of systems um, and I'm always thinking of scaling. And so for me, I was like, okay, I want to be able to train an intern or train someone and what are they going to follow? I don't want them to just look at the page and, okay, post stuff like this. Like I want them to, these are the words. This is the system. Yeah. So 
that's another reason why I'm always thinking like, how can I pass this information um, and make it teachable? That's so that's just, that's that. something that's always on my mind. Like everything I do, I'm like, how can I scale this and how can I um, turn it into a system? Like yeah. systems, yeah. systems. That's great. <laughs> At least you like give your intern like some sort of path to follow. I remember I got in charge of a company I was working for, their Instagram page was like, you see things on this, just post stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what to post on my Instagram page. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kara's, how do you I want me lie. to help Kara's you? We're working on Carol's Instagram. She'll get better. It's She'll get better. We'll get, we'll get, we're working on it. No, yeah, I, I'm very, I used to, people used to tell me, well, not people, my sister used to say this to me. She used to say, I'm very specific. But she would say, like, it was a bad thing. And so I embrace it. And so that, and because I'm, like, so particular, I think sometimes I may want people to be particular and specific. And so I think that's kind of why I do it for other people. So, like, I may end up going above and beyond for someone who could be like, oh, my God, thank you. Or someone else that they may not even know or be able to appreciate the attention to detail. But I appreciate that y'all appreciate. Yes. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of black women. We really appreciate attention to detail. So I have a question about Organized for Love. So what challenges have you faced during your time with Organized for Love? And have you seen yourself shifting the vision of your brand and business at all? Or has it all been the same since the beginning? Um, it's been pretty consistent. Um well, at some point I had decided to stop offering in-home declutter services um, because I had just like a really, I had like a nightmare client and I was just, I was over it. And so, um, again, <laughs> I had to fire, I had to fire her. It was crazy. Um, but no, I, I think just learning like how to, how to manage this type of passion. So like my passion is to help black women. The medium I'm using is organizing homes. It get it can get really complicated. Cause what happens if I go into a home and like my chest hurts and I don't and this is not a it's not a good match. Yeah. And the spirit and the energy in there is not really matching well with my like what do I do? So things like that. What do I do when I go into someone's home and they're not trying to get rid of anything? So I think maneuvering those waters, but also I mean, there's, there's so many different reasons why people keep things. One of the reasons is we're attached to not like the item, but like the memory or memory. Um, yeah. the experience or there's something connected to the item that we hold on to. And so we end up keeping the item. Um, but even though we can have the memory in our head, we have the person in our heart. Uh, we could document the experience in a photograph or something. So I feel like that's like a major thing, like. We're attaching, we're, we're attaching items with people and memories and emotions. And we think that if we let the item go, we have to let the memory go. We have to let the person go. We're letting the experience go. Yeah. Um, and that's just one of the reasons. There's like so, 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 so many reasons. Um, but no, you, you, it's just so many different variables, I think, that I come across. So I feel like that's probably... The biggest challenge is like really not knowing which variable that I'm gonna come across and like having to maneuver that, especially as like a new business owner. I started Organized for Love 
I officially launched Organized for Love January 2019. So I'm a oh. baby, baby oh. business. Oh, yeah. that's a year. Yes, it is. Congratulations. So I'm super young. Thank you. <laughs> I started conceptualizing Organized for Love um, September 2018, August 2018. Yeah. So I was mapping out for like months. And then there was obviously a lot of things that I've carried from like selling jewelry and I brought things in, but Organized for Love is super new and you know, I'm still working on things like my customer service, um, things like that. So yeah. just these things that you have to experience to learn, not really read about, but I have to like, oh, I'm in this home and I don't feel really good. Do I stay here or do I like things like that? So mm. I'm giving out all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so as I was scrolling through your Instagram, um, the Organized for Love Instagram, but also doing my research, I came across the hashtag Making Space For campaign. Mm. So could you tell us more about that and why, um, how that concept came up and why, I don't know if this is true, but um, why you kind of, sep- well, not separated, but the Organized for Love and then the hashtag Making Space For um, campaign. So earlier um, in the year, um, I was working with a graphic designer and when we were coming up with different colors, we were talking about the yellows and the pinks. And I had been planning a focus group because again, um, it's important for me to like research um, and listen to people and understand what their needs are, their wants are. And so, I was planning a focus group and while me and my graphic designer was simultaneously choosing colors, I was like, oh, what if we did a photo shoot where everybody's wearing color, where everybody's wearing yellow at the focus group? And then I was like, oh, what if we do make it a video campaign? <gasps> so that's how, that's literally, and it was, that's how my brain works sometimes. Just like two random things and I put together, it's like, how did you? Um, but then when I put it together, it's like, oh, this makes, it makes so much sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the challenge of me being a researcher because I'm like, okay, I have to like, it's a little deeper. I have these two ideas that I have to put together. <laughs> I have to make it make sense. Um, so that's how I kind of came up with the campaign. Um, I was just thinking of like visually, and how the research of a focus group and the visuals will be really a, just a really nice thing to share and um the making space for came up um because i was really um in a space of like removing letting like dead weight go and like just removing things out of my life things that you can't particularly see but just like getting rid of things and so at the time I think I was um, just in a space in like my person in my relationship, um, just like my ideologies of like what it means to like live with a man, mm-hmm. um, which could be so. It's just so layered. Like, you know, I to me and my my now husband, we moved in together about three years ago, and I had all of these different um, things that expectations I had like put on myself. Like, there was one time I was like cook I felt like I needed to like cook breakfast and dinner and I was going to school and I was working 
and I was managing like a jewelry business and I was just super overwhelmed and super like just all over the place and one day he was like you know you don't have to cook right and I was like huh but it was just for him it was just like yeah you don't you don't have to and so I have been almost um reinforcing this like gender role that yeah. I think it took me years of being living together with him to like kind of relinquish myself of these roles and expectations mm. that um, I was reinforcing that he wasn't necessarily mandating, but I've watched growing up, I've listened yeah. to this, I read this, and so um, I was over here like building resentment mm. against him, and not to mention. You know, he came from a household where his mother did cook and his sister cooked for him and he didn't cook. But that didn't mean that he didn't come into the relationship enforcing that I cook, right? And so, but I kind of had this like, oh, I need to cook. And so throughout the years, it was just really kind of like letting, like releasing myself of that expectation. But it just took a while for me to realize like, oh, I am reinforcing this. And so it made me think of... um all of the reinforcements that I enforce like in the home and how it's like making my home life not fun. And so at that time, I was just kind of like making space for like a new way of thinking, a yeah. new way of cohabitating. And so I was interested in hearing like other black women because I had come across a couple clients who one client, her boyfriend moved in with her and she... Um, she had lived with her daughter for some time and she's never had a space of her own so when her boyfriend moved in she really didn't want to share her closet because for her it was like what's left for me and hmm. she had to make not almost not only physical space for him but also like mentally Mental like almost, make yeah. space for like a new way of seeing her home as their home not just her home and so I really wanted to talk to more black women about that, you know, share where I was coming from. Like, are y'all dealing with this? I don't know why I feel like I have to be the only one to cook and clean because my partner's not expecting this from me. Yeah. But I am. And so um, I wanted to talk about those issues because they relate to the home and the way you see yourself in your home really reflects how you maneuver in the home. And so now home home was like stress home was this expectation home was these burdens and so making space really um it came out of that a bit and you know some some other things but that was like really where i was coming from like just making space for new ways of living being and seeing myself in my home yeah. as a black woman specifically so wow we're gonna have to split this into two episodes because we're going deep um yeah yeah <laughs> um but regarding really... what you were talking about of kind of breaking those expectations you have on yourself society's expectations you actually reminded me of a class i took last semester called women in global politics where we were talking about can women be sexist um mm. and the answer is yes because Unfortunately, we are cultivated as people in a society, in a sexist and patriarchal society. So, you know, we have instances where like that, where you think that, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to cook. Um, but your partner never really had the expectation that, you know, you like it's not it's not enforced. It's not like a thing. It's kind of embedded in your mind from 
how you were not necessarily how your parents raised you or anything but how society has seen you and has kind of cultivated you as a person right it's like a residual effect of misogyny sexism so it's not self-imposed right Mm -mm, like i didn't come up with this myself but i do reinforce it and so that's the challenge where it's like okay i didn't put this on myself but i am putting it on Mm -hmm. myself it's kind of like a habit like a you know yes yeah that's right definitely a habit (laughs) (laughs) i know uh we initially already talked about why you create content and a space for women of color but i want to know um what important things have you like grasped or like encountered in your journey with this brand women y'all know what y'all want (laughs) right and (laughs) sorry but i'm indecisive no i know what i want but i'm indecisive yeah it's really confusing don't let you know what you want (laughs) you know you know and it's really empowering because women just tell you what they want like this is what i want and i found myself at some point sharing things and doing things that i feel like i had to do or i feel like oh this is what they may like when y'all have already told me what i wanted to see like we want to see home organization that's what i want rebecca it's okay those other things are cool but i need information on how to organize my home sis so i found myself like you know sharing going a little off which is cool but sometimes it's like okay remain on task i'm not following you to travel i'm not following you you know necessarily for like motivation i'm following you because i want home organization tips stay on task so that is just that was just an interesting lesson like for me to learn just to kind of like this is what they're coming here for and the way that i do it is important but the the main objective is like i want home organization tips <laughs> and it's just it's a funny you know lesson but it really, it's, <laughs> it's simple but it's like okay got you girl <laughs> um and 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 um and this is gonna sound like a super contradiction <laughs> But it, it really is a lesson like, um, yes, women, my audience knows what they want. But if I'm listening closely enough, I'm also able to provide what you don't know what you need. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. So yeah, both that. is happening. But it's, 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 it's not an easy balance because then I can go off. It's like, oh, no, no, I didn't ask for that because if I don't get it right. Mm. And it's like, oh, I didn't ask for that. But if I get it right, right, if I offer the thing that you didn't ask me for directly, then it's like, yeah, and now like, like, what is Henry Ford more. He said? Yeah, Henry Ford, he said, you know, if he asked people what they want, they would have said faster horses, right? So it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. that in between. Because again, black women, y'all know what y'all want, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's just not. I mean, we do. Let's, this whole let's thing about women don't know what they want is a whole lie. Grown black women know what they want. And and it's okay if you're listening closely, you're able to, um, well, I'm able to really find like the things that aren't being said. So yeah, two big challenging lessons. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, okay, so 
Next, what do you see yourself doing next for the Organize for Love brand? And you don't have to go into specific because I know everybody wants to keep their, you know, their goals to themselves sometimes. No, I'll share something <laughs> that there's quite a few things, but I'll share the yeah, one. I'm okay, okay. Thank with. you. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to be doing a lot of like home videos. So like Ooh. me and my home. Yes. So I'm super excited about that because everyone that comes to my home loves it. And so just being more intentional about like curated content, like in my home. Um, so that I'm super excited about. So like not only like home organization tips, but like a little bit interior designing because I am we just moved into a place so we're doing like some interior decorating so i think that's something that is going to be super fun so just the journey of my home um and like just what does it look like for me in my home which i think i think you're really going to enjoy like a lot Very excited so yeah. excited are you gonna do like instagram videos youtube videos or is it more so of instagram posts you YouTube, oh, okay. But I'm gonna do YouTube videos and then share them on Instagram. Yes. So we'll be waiting. So it's gonna be it's gonna be just a lot. It's just gonna be videos. Like it's gonna be a lot of like video. More, okay, video content. Videos. Me and my home. Very so, excited. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, what's the easiest way to create a comforting space wherever you are? Cause like we're college students, so we live in dorms. Yes, we do. Just little boxes. <laughs> lived in several boxes um so the first thing you can do is ask yourself like what do you want to feel like when you walk into your space and it's just a question to sit on to meditate on to think about and then just to list the things like what do you want to feel like so for me i want to feel safe um i want to feel safe and so like just thinking about those things um one um great tip is like to keep things off the floor i think um that helps to keep small spaces feel more open um more clear bigger um more comfortable and when things are not on the floor just a very simple super super simple yeah your bed made (laughs) when you're in a small space um, oh no! I'm looking at my room. No, my bed's made. I've my already failed made. the first. <laughs> I've already failed the around. first tip. <laughs> um, keeping your bed clear of things, and I know that's challenging because a lot of times you're you don't have a lot of surface area. So if you mm-hmm. have a dresser, it's not big, or if you have a closet, it's not big. So your bed ends up becoming like the one-stop shop for things you kind of like throw your bag on there and like your books and things like that um but the more often it's clear the more often um the more comfortable you're gonna feel so i'm giving you the things that make me feel comfortable right so that's why it's important to like write down like what how do you want to feel how do you want to feel because sometimes people um having clothes on their bed makes them feel comfortable right and so and it's true and so so it's important for you to identify like what makes you feel comfortable and then like align your space with those things so i just kind of wanted to say that um and then i'll go back to like things that make me feel comfortable in a small space so keeping the floor floor cleared is super super helpful um keeping the bed made and cleared 
I love to beautify my bed with pillows. That's super, super fun. Um, a lot of people don't like pillows, but I know for me, a lot of pillows and a made bed makes me feel comfortable in a small space. Um, I feel like when you're in a big space, you can kind of get away with certain things. But in a small space, you almost kind of have to be a little more um, tidier, a little more perfect. Another thing you can do is you can put every item, everything you own, like in small like containers or baskets. So like, say you have like your keys and your wallet and your phone, right? Create like a small basket or buy like a small container for that. Say you have like your books, put that in a bookcase or in a small area. So everything is put into small areas so things aren't um, laid out everywhere. When you're in small spaces, um, it's important to contain things. Um, in bigger spaces, again, you can get away with not containing things, right? So, like, you can have, like, an open shelf or something like that. But in small spaces, you want to put everything in, like, contained, organized spaces or items. Uh, let's see. Make it smell good. So, if you have windows... Yes, candles. <laughs> and oh, keeping. <laughs> so, fresh air is like a prerequisite to making a space smell good because you got to clear out the space. So, this is challenging because a lot of dorm rooms may not have windows. Do you all have windows? Yes, yes. yes I do. Oh my God. That is a blessing. <laughs> yes. Because we humans need windows. So, keeping your opening your window um if you feel safe and comfortable with doing that i think when you leave keep the window open so it's open for hours to just let it breathe air it out um when you come back it'll have like not only a fresh um smell but it's just renewed energy mm. the old energy the old air is just cycled out so i i used to do that um when I left my house, if I lived in a small space, I would just keep the windows open. My husband is just super paranoid, so he would hate when I did that, but I'm just kind of like, if you feel like something's gonna happen with a window open, we shouldn't live in this neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then we have bigger problems, but that's just me. That could be like a privileged place I'm speaking from, but I do believe in like keeping the windows open for like hours, for, like mm. as long as possible. Okay. Even in the winter, even better. Yeah. How does it, okay, because I know you say you have a husband, so what's comfortable for you? Is it also comfortable for him? Oh, yeah. Do you have to And how does that work? Do you have to sacrifice some yeah. of your comfort to make him comfortable? How do you work with that? So some of the, thank God, some of the foundational things, we align with so he's more ocd than i am kind of sometimes more cleaner than i am um so that's super super helpful like he watched his dad growing up cleaning the house a lot so um we really come together a lot um for me to feel comfortable in my space it needs to be clean and so cleaning is something that we agree on that's a comfort for us um so those basic things are covered. We both like a clean 
orderly home, that stylish. We both like having family over, so like those basic things are pretty aligned. There's some other compromises that I have been having a tough time facing. So I've never lived on my own without anyone. So I've always had roommates mm. or lived with family. So I would like to, I've never got a chance to like decorate my own place, oh. which is hard. I always tell women to live on their own if they can, before they live with someone else, if you can, which is hard because it's not cheap. So a compromise that I'm facing is I just want to be able to decorate our home without his opinion. I don't <laughs> want your take. I don't care. This is about <laughs> me. But obviously that is not working out well. I wish you the best. For a few reasons. He's also never lived on his own without his family. And so okay. he is one of those men that he's very much into design and style he's incredibly stylish he has such a keen eye for design and so he has an opinion and he has great taste regardless if i'm interested in his taste so that is the compromise of us coming together and really finding being able to curate a home that we both feel represents us as individuals um, which is challenging because we both want to not care about each other because we have different tastes in design. He's more of a minimalist, black, white aesthetic. I'm more of a minimalist with comfort and color. Mm. Like touches of color or color? Like co- like like colored things or just like touches like a pillow there? If I lived on my own, I would have a mauve pink couch. Okay. Oh, no. But those are cute. Those are cute with, like, right. the gold I, I agree. the gold I agree. legs. Oh, those I are agree. so cute. But he made a really good point. He said he doesn't want he doesn't want to be, like, he lives with a woman. And it took me a long time for me to understand what he was saying because I don't want it to look like I live like a Live man. with a man. Yeah. Okay. So I couldn't. So... So even though I wanted to object to what he was saying, I feel the same. I get it. I don't want my home to look like I live like a man. So I couldn't even be mad that he said, I wanted to be mad like that's sexist, but it's like, well, I don't want my home. It's actually, I was mad at first until you explained it. I was like, yeah, "Mm, the other, the other perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Now I get it. But I feel the same way. Like, I don't want, I don't want my home to look like I live like with a man. I feel like I just live like a stylish person. So, but so the compromises come with, meeting our styles in the middle when we have completely different tastes so that is a challenge and i think what happens is sometimes you just want what you want so it's hard to meet in the middle but we do have a lot of things that we overlap in so i think when we're able to like get to that point and not like i want i want what i want that is when we're able to i know our home is going to be amazing because we both have good tastes right we just have different tastes so that's a huge compromise and that's a challenge that we're just working through i mean i find it interesting because i'm just thinking about other people like other houses that i've visited because my sister-in-law and my brother she has she has like a nice fancy living room that you don't sit in 
But then you go to the other living room where there's a couch that my brother obviously picked out that's comfortable and everyone just <laughs> sit around it and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> so like where do you like is it like is that too much of an extreme to like have separate living rooms like one <laughs> that makes me happy and makes me feel good that this is how my living room looks and then just one that everybody else can just go to yeah that's very like old school having two separate um, <laughs> a living room that you don't use so I'm one of those people, like, I live by, like, practical, like, I'm very pragmatic. Mm, okay. So, for me, I want everything to have, like, a use in the home. So, having a second living room that is not of use wouldn't align with my values. However, I do understand the idea of having, like, a space for me and a space for you. I think that's super important. Oh, my God. Like, this is my area. Um, especially when you live together, it's like, what's mine? How can I identify us from me? And that's important to have like an individual individuality within a relationship. Um, so yeah, I think if you if if having a separate living room works for you. I mean, I was thinking that was gonna be my way to go because I was no. like, I don't. I think I allow people to sit in it, like actually use it. But I just need something that looks nice because. It makes me happy. Mm. To be honest, though, I have this vision of having different homes because I have so many different, I have different um, tastes and things that, like, sometimes I want a comfy home. Sometimes I want a home that has a different look than the other. So that's just different. Like, that's a beach house. That's a cabin. Yeah. That's a condo. That's a Oh, place. yep. Those are all my different dream houses. <laughs> you listed all of them. Yeah, instead of, like, mixing all of them in one just and making them your homes. perfect so one home yeah <laughs> yeah whoa yeah. that's that's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard we need money first like you know, we're working towards that you know? we are we really are we really are <laughs> but no yeah it's 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 just interesting to like see us maneuver this space because i really i would love for him to just kind of i wanted him to like say okay babe you got this you love interior, home, you decorate the home. And that's my ideal. But he also enjoys decorating homes as well. So it's really unfair and sexist for me to be like, you can't do this. Because it's yeah. not true. He actually has a really great taste. <laughs> it's, he really does. Um, so it's, it's just not fair. Because if he did that to me, I wouldn't be happy. Like, oh, you think you're like, that wouldn't be fair. So, yeah. <laughs> Lots of compromise there. All right. Um, okay. So we've talked a lot about pink couches. A lot about pink moth couches. What would you say is your favorite piece of furniture, if not the pink couch? <laughs> and why? Well, couches. Oh, couches in general. Really okay. Weird. Okay. Couches <laughs> and like armchairs. So like if not a couch, then an armchair. All right. So it's just I just think they're so, I, I like the idea of like hosting. No, nah, I don't like the idea. Let me backtrack. I love to host. We love to host. We love to have family over and friends over. And so when I think of my home, I think of it like filled with like a lot of love and just community. And so 
I imagine how we're going to host people and where they're going to sit. And so I think of a couch and then I think of like, <clears throat> I think of like the armchairs that they would sit on and like how they would just look so cool and stylish, just laughing and enjoying themselves. So that's, <laughs> that's why armchair would be next. Cause I'm like having a vision of all of the people and who would be sitting in it. So. All right. So um, we've been talking a lot about more so physical decluttering um, what about digital decluttering, especially because so much of our lives are within social media, our devices? What would you? Um, what are some tips and tricks on particularly? You don't have to give us all your all your tea, but um, could you maybe give us like just like the general idea? I feel as if you're attacking me for some reason. Who me? Whenever you go into my phone, you're like, "Why do you have so many apps?" Yeah, like, you're a bit. You're, you. you're just a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hoarder of apps, like. I'll, I'll, like, my phone's at, like, I have 500, 500 gigabytes, but then the majority of my things are apps. No. That See, I, every, like, couple of months, I'd be like, do have I used this in the last six weeks? If not, delete. I That's need it. I what if I need it later, and then I have to go back then to the I app store and download it, it? Then it's not necessary. And then I don't remember my password, and then I have to create a whole new account, and then I lose all my progress I made within that app, like... Yeah. So <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So just hit you with a lot just no, now with okay. digital. So when I first think of digital decluttering, I think of like digital like detoxing. Mm. Um, because there's just so much to sort through and I think we um you just accumulated so much clutter, um and like expectations. So for me it's like detoxing from like the expectation of having to sort, look at respond comment so for me it's like just closing my laptop not using my phone that is easier said than done but that's like the first thing i think of um i feel like that makes it more practical because trying to manage all of our digital clutter is not always practical like okay at this point i have so many things bookmarked and so many things I have so many saved links from my Facebook. I may not get to all the information in there. Yeah. I may in my lifetime. I may not. The thought of it is overwhelming. And then the thought of it is just like, let me just let it go. If I get to some of them, if I don't. So for me, it's about like just letting it go. Okay. All right. Let it float in the air and disappear. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, what is your favorite quote and why? It doesn't even have to be a quote. It can be like a phrase or like a lyric. Or something you heard recently that stuck with you. Yeah. Well, I recently been saying the serenity prayer. Have you all heard of that? No. No. Please, so, please explain. Yeah. So, um, so God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. I love that. Yeah, love it's super, that it's super cool because i am a recovering control freak mm. and perfectionist so i need to control all outcomes even if i'm not controlling the outcome i need to like control over uncontrolled outcomes it's just crazy <laughs> <laughs> like um so for me that's like a super cool um prayer that is something to meditate on just to help me like release myself of trying to control things 
Um, so yeah. Thank you. And then on that same line, um, do you have any book recommendations for us? I remember, or not just for us, but our <laughs> listeners as well. Um, I know you talked about outliers, but do you have any other ones as well? My favorite, favorite, favorite self-help book is The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Birch. Okay. Birch. I, What's I said, it about? Burchard. Okay. Burchard. <laughs> that I absolutely love. I um so I, I just love his tone mm. and I love I love his approach to um motivation and self help because it, it really comes from a place of like accountability. Yeah. Like holding yourself accountable and then personal integrity. Super huge super um things that are super huge that I feel like in the empowerment spaces and self-help books. Um, it talks, it's important, you know, affirmations and speaking life into yourself and the positivity. Sometimes I feel like what's lost is like the integrity and accountability. Um, so Motivation Manifesto, that's what I really get. Like being accountable for yourself and your emotions um, and also like your integrity. Doing what okay. you say you're gonna do, doing what, um, doing what you say you're gonna do. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Okay. With this new decade, I wanted to know: Have you created any goals that you're planning to stick to and like go out through and like kind of follow them? And how can we create goals that we can actually stick to and follow through for this new decade? I have a lot of goals. One of my goals is to have seven to ten income streams. Okay. That's a good goal. <laughs> yeah. Very ambitious. So that's actually like my, um, that's this year's goal, but that's also like my five, ten year goal too. Mm-hmm. Um, so ways that I'm sticking to that is um, my mindset, really. Like first thinking about like, not being um, anal or limiting myself on ways that I can bring in money and thinking like, okay, I may not like to do this, but this could actually bring me money. I can do that. Um, And just looking at all the different opportunities that are already in front of me to achieve my goal. Um, So right now I have two income streams. And so my plan is working on a few income streams within my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so not so not just services, but like products. Okay. Um, and creating things that I don't need to be present for to make money. That's like the ultimate the ultimate way of getting income. Yes. And so for me, it's just really thinking about like what people want and need. I feel like you can ask them too. Just ask your audience what they what they're because I was listening to Emily Weiss of Glossier, um, which I I just love them. Um, anyway, so she started with her audience first before her products. She started like she had her like the blog Glossier whatever it's called. Um, but in a podcast, I think Carol, you told me about this podcast. Oh, did I send it to you? Yeah, but I I listened to it and she was like. 
the most important thing in terms of when you when you're trying to figure out what kind of products you want to make make sure just ask your audience what they what they want because they will tell you and then obviously they'll buy what you want or not what you want what they they'll buy what they want rather um and that kind of like cuts it takes out the unnecessary hearts um unnecessary and hard things of kind of figuring out what to do that advantages disadvantages because you're kind of going straight to the source yeah that's just my i don't know so it's kind of like if you go straight to the source and you're trying to provide for them they would be able to tell you exactly what they want so that when the service is there they'd just be able to buy it right and i feel like they know you the most too because they've kind of seen you know you've grown with them your audience per se right yeah yeah i know that's just that's a great point just ask (laughs) i always that that's really that's a it really does cut to the point it's so simple and it's something Mm. that people don't always do so um how are you sticking with that goal is it just from sorry i think you already answered that but like if we come up with our goals like is there a thing a way that you could recommend for us to stick to them and make sure that we follow them through (sighs) so i definitely like aside from breaking the big goal into smaller goals and scheduling them like into your calendar so how what's the daily action that you have to take to go towards that bigger goal so once you work through that because that's its own process i think having um an accountability partner so someone to like hold you accountable to doing the daily thing that you said you were going to do that's a challenge (laughs) but that that's really that that's the part so it's like first identifying the goal second breaking the goal into smaller parts third um identifying the action that you need to take every day fourth scheduling that action into your calendar or your um, physical planner whatever you use and then fifth telling somebody the goal and then um allowing them to be your accountability partner so holding you accountable to do that daily thing you said you were going to do super super easy steps yeah but not in action yeah definitely (laughs) it seems i feel like we we find the i feel like we find excuses to make it as difficult as it doesn't have to be i don't know that's from my experience at least okay so our final question is what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself i love this question how young (laughs) um maybe you're 18 20 oh my gosh early adulthood so yeah i feel like that's a that's a good stage I would tell her to, oh my gosh. See, I was very hard-headed. And I, so I'm just trying to think, like, what what could I tell myself? (laughs) That I would listen to. (laughs) Yeah, that I would listen to, because I didn't really listen to anybody. I thought I I knew everything. And if you told me I didn't, then that that wouldn't really. (laughs) I would tell myself. To, I would give the advice of like don't slow down so like continue mm. to do what I'm doing and believing in myself but 
and to open myself up to mentors and listening to people that are older than me and wiser than me and seeking out mentors that are in places that I want to be and I would tell her to go to their go to where they are um, and try to be in the room where they are in and listening to them and um, taking up with them yeah Mm, I love that thank you thank you so much Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Hustle podcast. We are so grateful that you took the time to talk to our listeners and us. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm and so happy to do this. This is yes. so awesome, y'all. This was amazing. We really <laughs> went you, in. I learned like, so much. <laughs> we went in. This I think we have like so a long, an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. That's, the, that's usually the best one. Yeah. Okay, and uh, to our listeners, I hope you gained some extra tips and tricks to help you move towards your goal in living a healthier life. Again, we want this to be an ongoing conversation with you, so please feel free to leave comments, ideas, and feedbacks on our latest Instagram post at the Healthy Hustle Podcast. Yes, and a more clutter-free life, too. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you during next week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of this episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the Healthy Hustle Podcast. We want to include you on this journey and talk about things important to you. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you during next week's episode.